0: Hi, my name's Tim Segedon. I'm a pastor and business owner, and welcome to Between Two Worlds. Today I'm joined by three mates who we've been catching up for over a year now for coffee here in uh, the CBD of Auckland, and today we're just going to have a chat about 2023 Reflections, talking about faith in business, but I'm going to get the crew to introduce themselves. So
1: um, Ryan, why don't we start with yourself? Yeah, good morning, uh, so my name's Ryan Clark, I'm the owner-operator of an insurance company. Um, great to be here, uh, just by way of background, uh, so I've been in the exec on uh, three different uh, insurance companies uh, previously and just this year had a pretty big change and uh, just went out on my own and, and, and bought into an insurance company. Um, I have a wife and two kids and uh, go to Life Church, been there for about 20 years, so that's me.
0: Fantastic, Brian. Right. Sean. Good
2: morning, yes. Uh, I have one wife and two teenage daughters that keep me very busy. Professionally, I've done a bunch of really interesting things. I helped Air New Zealand sell its first e-ticket online when I built AirNewZealand.com. I went to Hong Kong to help HSBC send money through WhatsApp uh, when I built PayMe. And I've also helped uh, Burger King in Thailand build a food delivery company uh, as a competitor to Uber Eats. So been around the world and now with microsoft leading the global metaverse accelerator program
0: fantastic a bit of travel a few interesting clients with that um and
3: tim yep so i'm a lawyer here in, uh, in the cbd partner in a law firm and became a partner in it about three years ago just as the pandemic hit so it's been an interesting and awesome time i've got one wonderful wife and um two kids and um, but thankfully they're not teenagers yet um been working different places all over the world at different times um Africa UK Geneva etc but been in New Zealand for the last 12 years and um also at Life Church and just enjoy hanging out with you guys
0: Yeah it has been a really cool year and over the course of it we've had some really interesting discussions and so what I wanted to do today was touch base on some reflections for 2022 um there's been some massive changes and Challenges, And I do want to actually speak to those um, as well, not just the highlights when we're looking at reflections and how we've walked through that from a business person, a professional perspective, but also from a faith perspective. And Tim, you've had a massive year second child and I'll let you go into that story and I would like you to touch on it if that's okay because I think that plays into um, everything you've walked through. So why don't you start in terms
3: of reflections for 2022? Thanks Tim. It's certainly been an interesting year and it's been one of those years that you almost have to catch yourself when you look back on and try to figure out what the dates were and where does lockdown fit in and um, how things happened. So effectively, For anyone who's not in New Zealand, we all came out of lockdown, the tail end of 2021. um, And we meant that in 2022, we were back in the office or could be back in the office. So it made for an interesting period um, as people kind of started to adjust. And we were trying to figure out how we went from completely virtual virtual or remote working teams to suddenly having teams that were partially back together and partially on Zoom. And I know these would be things that are familiar for everybody in this room, and maybe, yeah. some, maybe yeah. some of the people who are looking, um, but I think we forget just how much kind of had to be rethought out in our heads as we, you know, detailed, do people want to come back? How do they want to feel? Do people want to get back into the office? Do people enjoy working from home now? How does that all work and flexible working styles, et cetera. So there were those kind of logistical challenges going into the year. And there was also the uncertainty of, you know what will it be like and it was it was a super interesting start to the year, and I think f- for us, we were genuinely really surprised at the level of energy and um, i suppose voluntary integration from both clients and staff. People were keen to come out and uh, by and large to be honest um it was a, uh, like a lot of staff a lot of staff were really keen to be back in the office some were obviously enjoying the opportunity to work from home more and everybody introduced flexible working policies if they weren't already there and our firm always had you know some form of that going uh, so you got backing up and running pretty quickly we had people back in the office really early yeah so we're just Just in the background we're a medium-sized law firm with about you know 80 or so staff on top of the partners and so it's there's always been a lot of people who enjoy working in the CBD and enjoy working in the office environment and work more effectively in the office environment and that so people when they had the choice again really a good number really accelerated coming back. So they, so there was a lot of that. And what was really interesting was how keen many clients were to then re engage in physical meetings um, and bring and push stuff along that um, they hadn't been, they hadn't felt they could really bring across during the COVID pandemic, although we must say most clients opted pretty well. For me it was a super interesting time because as Tim mentioned earlier I actually had my second child coming along and that's, that was an awesome thing but also it was really challenging because my wife also as a result of um, procedure going wrong during the birth ended up getting a form of meningitis which ended up in her spending the next kind of four or five weeks in hospital and then the next four to six months recovering at home. So that was a challenge and one that really helped us focus on God, to be completely honest, because whenever there's nothing else that you can do, you just have to focus on God to bring you through it. And, um, so, so you've already got a very active toddler. Five-year-old,
0: yep. My girls have had to look after her. I had the privilege of looking <laughs> after her on occasion.
3: That's PTSD um, for all the listeners in the, in the audience. Um,
0: <laughs> and, you know, you're potentially underplaying it a little bit in terms of how serious this was, wasn't it? So. Yeah. You, you don't have family in New Zealand necessarily and no, you've right got a it. wife in hospital, a uh, newborn that you're looking after yeah. at home while, yeah. you're, while Mari's at, in well, hospital. Yeah. And then also
3: running, running a practice and you've, running a team. Are you an
0: equity partner at yeah. that stage? Or yeah. The, yeah, yeah, just yeah
3: I, I was, yeah. That, that only happened in March, but the uh, the birth was after that, so yes, it was an equity partner. So it was a pretty like, fully a uh, funny little side part of that kind of doing the whole equity thing and uh, you know kind of investing into the firm, signing up the loan documents while we were in the hospital waiting for the delivery, um, and then obviously while that was wonderful and went really well, the delivery itself, the um the medical event that happened, you know in process then put a huge other set of pressures on top, so it was quite a it was quite a challenging time, it, it was one of those things that quite frankly you just kind of put your head down and get through and smile as you do it. Yeah. And it's only whenever you come out the other end and in this kind of period now that we're looking back on the year, you can't quite grasp everything that's really been achieved in the past 12 months. Because,
0: yeah, I mean,
3: fast forwarding now, Mari's up and about, healthy. Mari's doing great. and The kids are wonderful. Um, the uh, toddlers started school and we're just kind of counting our many blessings and in, in how everything has turned out, but it wasn't, none of it was a given that it was going to be successful. None of it was a given. There were many, many things that were perilously close to going wrong with incredibly long-tail effects.
0: So, so. massive pressure, massive consequence. Um, and you say, you know, you're lent into God. Is there anything practical or is there anything you'd do different or you were slow to learn or...?
3: The- um, just bringing faith and business together for a minute for me it was at a, in the evening actually going there were just so many wheels spin, plates spinning in the air that you you still need sleep none of us can yeah work without sleep and whenever you've got a newborn and a, at that time four and a half year old and a sick wife you still need sleep but there isn't a lot of options for that one of the things that for me was actually sitting down and actually and that's something I've always done but I'm really committing into it praying before I went to bed and leaving all the stuff that was was going on in God's hands and being managed to get a good night's sleep even if it was only for three or four hours or yeah. whatever actual time I got being able to set all the worries aside leave them in God's hands so then so that I could actually sleep in the small time opportunities I had so that whenever I got up I was actually capable of bringing good judgment discretion patience you know, all those kind of
0: things. To I mean, that's throat. really interesting, you know, you're saying make sure you get that good sleep, but as I talk to a lot of people, um, sleep is a real challenge. Um, anxiousness, um, general mental health and well-being, and you in this season, more than I think any of us would have had a reason to worry.
3: Well, I mean, how did you get the good sleep? Well, first of all, I, I, I uh, my wife is a very terms used the phrase towards me of hang, Timmy's hangry or tangry. Yeah. Tangry is tired, hungry and angry, <laughs> which is an awesome combination and makes me the, most, the best husband in the entire world as you can probably all imagine. <laughs> but um, I, for me it was very much, first of all, phone off. Um, not switched off because my life doesn't allow me to do that. And secondly, I need to be able to use it to access the baby monitor. Uh, <laughs> so phones are a big part of our lives, but it's kind of knowing That's one part of it. Then kind of saying, right, actually lying down, praying, and then trying to set my mind, and from there very quickly try to get into a deep sleep. Yeah. Like literally committing myself to, right, and just follow a really short, simple routine, and accept that's the last thing I've done, and I'm now asleep until I'm woken up by family, work, or other thing.
0: I I love that, so practical. Uh, and amongst that turmoil, and I think, again, we do get to rely on God in the practical. Um, and I love how you get set up that um, with prayer. So that's that, that's amazing. I will come back and just um, uh, look for maybe one or two just takeaways for the year. But right now, I'm going to um, ask Sean to outline his year again, a massive year of change. So why don't you yeah, look, give us your reflections, Sean?
2: Thank you, Tim. I remember on uh, January 15th, I woke up at 3 a.m. I logged onto a global call uh, with my work and I started sharing a point of view on the metaverse. Little did I know that this metaverse topic would blow up throughout the whole year and be a really interesting topic. It became and created a snowball. Uh, A lot of customers came asking for information about the metaverse. There was a lot of um, companies and technologies that wanted to build on it. And as I grew the um, practice uh, at at work, it just began to mushroom and become this really big accelerator program. Everything was going extremely well. Then in the last 90 days, uh, the COVID effect caught up with tech companies. And if you haven't been living under a rock, you you (laughs) would have seen that. uh, Twitter laid off 10,000. Facebook left off another 10,000. FTX, which is a crypto company, basically collapsed. And so the last... 30 days had brought a lot of uncertainty and um, so my whole uh, world began to shake because all the stuff I had built on began to become incredibly shaky. And that's where I got this idea of um, FUD or FLOW. Now FUD is fear because of uncertainty, doubt and disappointment. It's a new term that I've learned. And, and do you live in a, in a FUD world? Or do you live in a FLOW world? And FLOW is about faith, which is based on being loved by Father, Um, through the one Saviour of Jesus Christ and living with the Holy Spirit. or flow. And so that came to me to say, do I want to approach 2023, which has got all the same problems, in a fud way or a flow way? And so I I chose the flow way and how how I do it um, is is basically on the three W's. The first thing I do is I uh, throw worship music. I've got to change my heart because there's all these things competing for my mind and how I feel that I need to go back to God and I just put on some praise worship music just to sink in what, what the Holy Spirit is doing. The second thing I do is I, I lead into the Word. So your mind is full of you know, voices about what the world's telling you. It's going to be bad, inflation's going to go up, interest rates are going to go up, you're not going to survive. But God has a particular view, um, and he says, No, you know, in Psalm 23, I will lead you to green pastures. I will make you lie down in, in, in places that I'll protect you. And that's when you change your, your mind. And the last one is witness. Just see what God's going to do. Position yourself for where God will take you. So that's my reflection. It, it's been a it's been a challenging year. Um, I've had to choose between fighting or flowing through life, and I've applied the three Ws to kind of just move forward. and And that's the same formula I'll take into twenty twenty three. And my my phrase for twenty twenty three is with God. Yeah. And the important thing is with God. Dot dot dot. Impossible is nothing. With God, you can you know look at the all the pressures of the world, but walk in peace with God. Without God,
0: everything's gone. But with God, that's what I want to do. So, when did you start at Microsoft, sure. Uh June of 21. June of 21. And if we just go back a little bit further to that, um, you'd come back from overseas. And do you just want to... I, I find this aspect of your recent history really interesting. Um, you were made redundant from a pretty amazing opportunity. And, I, I, again just the uncertainty around that, the impact of it, that, that might be relevant to some people listening today. Do you just want to talk us through that journey?
2: Yeah, so I was living in Backup at the time, and COVID hit. And so the company that I worked with completely restructured and my role got eliminated. And this was challenging because I had been brought into that country uh, for an expat role. So housing and schooling were all by the company. Now when that disappears, that takes away all the different foundations and everything becomes super expensive, right? When you don't have a salary, when you don't have all those things. So I was uh, in that country and I didn't speak the language, Thailand, Thai, I'm I'm learning, but I'm not a great Thai speaker. And so there are all these challenges about, you know, your uncertainty, about providing for your family, about making sure they're safe and secure. And there's all these doubts and questions in the middle of COVID. So at the time when you're most um, stressed out, you've got to make a decision to, to either flow and focus on God or give in to your fear and you know, operate from there And so I had to process that. I had to you know, apply my things. I also surrounded myself with prayer partners who, who kept me out of my funk, who, who I could share with honestly and say, hey, this is the journey I'm going through. Can you just pray for me? You may not know what it's like, but you know, can you please pray for me? And they were awesome. And, uh, yeah.
0: and at that time, yeah, you wouldn't have known where you were going to end up I guess, 18 months, two years later, can you look back now and see God's hand in that? You were, I mean, that was a catalyst for you coming back to New Zealand?
2: Absolutely, I think if I hadn't gone
0: through that experience, I probably wouldn't be in New Zealand right
2: now, living the life that I do. And it, hindsight's twenty twenty. in the middle of it, you think, oh my goodness, this is the most horrible thing uh, but to, not too dissimilar. I went to the gym yesterday and I was doing some squats and they were really, really painful. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes God takes you through these kind of intense sessions um, to what I call comfort or calling, right? So you can live in comfort and enjoy your life, or you could strive forward through the calling that God has placed upon you. And that's the harder but more meaningful route.
0: Yeah. One last aspect that we've talked about this year as we've caught up that i've found really interesting this will be one of the first years where you've actually had a corporate coach involved or you've initiated that via um, the microsoft um, system Uh, do you want to talk to us a little bit about that and some of i guess your insights there I, i love how teachable you are you're one of these dudes that's just always learning always looking for the new how have you found that it's been great. I think I've adopted the growth mindset, which is
2: um, looking at things as a learning experience. And one of the things I learned through the coaching was this thing called the ICE model. There's a lot of qu- voices in your head that talk to you about whether the future is going to be amazing, or horrible, or incredible, or your marriage is dissolving, or your kids hate you. And th- the the first part of the ICE model is you identify the voice, right? So Uh, Let's say it's an issue to do with finances and um, everything in your mind is saying "Oh, interest rates are going up, your mortgage payments are going to double, how are you going to pay for everything? And so that voice is what's called Fearful Fred. So Fearful Fred comes into the room on a Zoom call or a Teams call and he says these things. Now very often we get Fearful Fred confused with ourselves. We think it's us talking. So the first thing of the model is to identify that voice and give it a name. So I'm calling that one Fearful Fred. The second one then is to call it into the light. Right? As Christians, we have this verse that says, take every thought and commit it to God and He will deal with it. And so I started doing that. I said, look, God, I, I can't get rid of Fearful Friend myself, but you can. So you help me by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help me you know, exit Fearful Friend by your promises, by your whatever. And the last bit is E, which is exit. And similar to an kind of online call, you can literally you know, bop someone off the call. And so you identify the voice that's not you. You call it into the light. And you exit and say, thank you for your uh, voice, but I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to the stuff that's important.
0: Awesome, Sean. I love that. Love that. Again, just so entrenched. You've um, uh, taught me so much over the year, and I love that you're a lifelong learner. Ryan, big year for you as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and some of the challenges that you've got through and that maybe you're currently still in?
1: Yeah, sure. And uh, Tim, I know you like rugby, so I was just thinking just for the guys who are having a chat about how I'd I'd given a rugby analogy. And I'm going to call it 2022 was a game of two halves. Uh, We had the first half, which I was in a corporate, in the exec team, wanting out and uh, wanting to do my own thing. And so that that was just, and and to be honest, it's probably been a two-year process of just praying and praying and praying and trying to find the next way. Uh, With the next chapter, what to do. Um, And then the second half of this year, 2022, I did get out of corporate and I bought into an insurance company. So, there was a
0: process, wasn't it? Obviously, it definitely (laughs) was
1: a process, far too long for this session. But, uh, and I guess the part is coming out of corporate, you can either go to ground zero and start something new. But then you go to ground zero on an income, and that's got its own pressures when you've got kids and wife, you know, wives' yep. expenses and mortgages. Uh so you go into uh yeah, it goes on. Uh so so the opportunity to buy in obviously gave me a base of a salary, but then you're buying an existing company. Um so the second half of the year was really about um well for me it was you bought in something and then there was a lot of challenges because what you bought wasn't necessarily what you expected it to be. So between the first half of the year, we're going, I want out, I want out. Come on, God, come on, God, come on, <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. And it's all about his timing because I said it was a couple of year process. And then the second half of the year was, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> and, and and it's that whole thing of, it's great. Like these sort of sessions where you stop and you reflect, and yeah. the parts where um, Tim and sean have. Uh, both shared, it's that whole part one of my key um, lessons for the year, and I'm a bullet point guy so I've got two points but my first one is just the ability to let go and let God and and it's through all those times whether it's the first half or the second half very, very, very different challenges Um, but just the ability to realise that if you don't let God have that time and that space to move, you can't control it and you have to um, so many times we go into, we just ask God for things, we just pray and we say, help, help, help. But, but really, through the whole year, with the first or second half, it became for me, oh, stop asking and just praising. And so let go, let God take the time to praise, and then God will move through that. What does that look like, just praising? So, so yeah, look, probably a good question. So for me, it started off, and, and someone gave me that wise words when I was right in the thick of, oh my gosh, what have I bought? Um, a guy gave me a, uh, some wise words that basically said, I said to him, I'm broken, what do I do? And he said, you're broken? Fantastic, because that's when God will move, because that's when you need to praise him the most. So I just came up with this phrase, and I guess it's my practical tip, which was, I call it, for me, hands and knees. Yeah. So that means I don't need to go to God and tell him all my problems. I just go and say, God, hands and knees. And Love for them. that, mm-hmm. he just knows I need help. Yeah. So so for me, that's what praise looks like. Uh, Sean's one he he touched on before, putting on worship music in the car. Just some things like that, just to ground you centrally uh, It's really important. So you look, as I said, bullet point guide. The first one for me would be let go, let God. And the second one, um, I have some pretty basic points, but the second one would be what's my identity in? So I often, you know, in a context like this, you, or socially you meet someone and they say, what do you do? And you go, oh, I am an insurance company, or I work working insurance, or I work in law, or I work in tech. Um, but I've started flipping the ground and saying, oh, I'm actually, a, you know, and instead of saying, I'm an insurance person that's also a Christian, I've started to say, I'm a Christian that's also an owner operator of an insurance company. So the funny thing is, Tim, right at the beginning, you said I'm a, uh, an engineer and, and a pastor. But I'm flipping that round just to make sure that centrally, I've got it correct in my brain and, and the way I'm thinking that it's God first. So that's my second one. So, f- oh, sorry, first I, one. I, I love that,
0: and I will work on my intro, and um, uh, you'll see a change um, <laughs> that next time round. But you know, with that, that's that's the anyone, one, or is that something you're internalizing?
1: I, I think it's I think it's for me internalizing to make sure that you know we're in business when I'm sitting there making decisions. Yeah, I've got to keep thinking that God's across the room as my mm. business partner, yeah. and that he's like, what would I do from a Christian perspective? Then what would I do from a business perspective? Yeah, I love it. And and for me, I dare say, but I've probably spent the last twenty years or more, even though I've been a Christian that whole time, I've probably been getting those parts around the wrong way.
0: Wow. And so, I mean, we, as we've been journeying together catching up um, on, on a regular basis you 've been pulling some massive hours in this time haven't you in terms of just to uh, sort through some of the challenges um, and these things have been instrumental in that you 've been you know with regard to the praise it 's been something that 's got you through
1: yeah and and look i wouldn't say by any stretch they' have landed and it's probably the same as what Tim and Sean's saying, you know, you go through these challenges and even though we can sit here and speak and it sounds like we've got it all together, that, none of those things have gone away, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, this is know, still amongst it. Just had an IT project that we're about 90% through, um, realised some pretty big issues and it's going to cost us an extra couple of hundred thousand dollars and put us back three months. So challenges like that, that just pop up out of the blue, um, but again, like things like that to throw you, and, Probably similar to these guys, you know, whether it's like Tim going through like the family and situation, or Sean with the uh, you know the redundancy piece. It, it's how you. It's really I, I I don't see how I could go through it without having the centre of God and keeping Him first and foremost because otherwise, yeah, life life's pretty challenging and and, it, and I don't think it's going to get easier either. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's definitely some rewards on the other side, but yeah, I just think. Let go, let God
0: is just probably one of those really, really critical uh, me. That's so wise. So wise. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, you're all very busy people. But, you know, all of us have made time on a uh, this monthly basis for uh, the coffee. How have you found
3: that? Um, first of all, yeah, it's great that you have. But Tim? Funny thing is said, it was actually it was just coming home to me when I was listening to Sean and Ryan speak about that. It's actually really surprised me how much I've enjoyed these coffee ketchups. So we haven't, we'd haven't, we never done it before, um, for the benefit of anyone listening. It was um, a new thing that you introduced him. I actually didn't know Ryan or Sean um, at all um, before we started doing them. And I was, I was really keen for it, but I wasn't sure if it was gonna turn into one of those things that so many of us have been involved in where we automatically have to take on the burden of leadership and counselling and support to everybody else in the room. And There's nods from Sean and Ryan here because they Understand that concept, and they've all done these roles, and it's good, and it's a great thing to do. But it's not necessarily what you always need. And then the, what I really s- found surprising has been the ability to meet up with people who are just in their own situation, but so, but although it's so different. I mean, there's no immediate correlation between insurance, law, and tech, like and and, and transport and engineering. Does that make sense? There's, there's not, you know, there's not an immediate nexus yet. There's such a similarity of experience and because there's this because there's a sharing of faith etc it's been incredibly supportive and helpful but i'm also surprised myself by my willingness to talk about where i'm at because that has been cool everyone's been open yeah, really yeah. quick and i and i think it, we'd probably all say it isn't something that necessarily comes naturally to us because you meet people at church. How you doing? Oh, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Family good. Yeah, and then and you want to engage with them because you're pleased to see them. You don't typically talk about your own situation, your own life. You do with other friends, etc. But it's been it's been super good to actually have these conversations with people who aren't always just having everything tick box perfect. We're all going through challenges. What Ryan just shared there about a, about an IT project. I, I'm not trying to diminish, but we all have those problems. And we yeah, all, and then the ability yeah. to actually. Say that to somebody who's not responsible for what may have went right or wrong, so you're not worrying about casting blame or upsetting anyone. You're just having these real conversations about where things are up.
1: Right. So we talk about it at church, I call it foyer friends, yeah. right? So you meet someone in the foyer, you say hello. But I guess the part that really comes out, like you said, Tim, it's, it's the connection and um, just a little bit of input on one-on-one time, which, you know, we all fight for time. Uh, but just to make the time. I mean, it's easy not to read your Bible. It's easy not to do this. It's easy not to come in here and meet you guys. You know, like, yeah, life uh, happens. But, but it's just that connection piece and just that speaking into each other's lives. Uh, the other one that's quite, you know, probably a lighter note. I come in and go, oh, I've had a bad day, and then I speak to Tim, and I realise, you know, it's just not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the loving support you get uh, yeah. <laughs> in these kind of scenarios.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's that element of uh, vulnerability Honesty, and you don't get that in most conversations so I think it's important to have parts of your life where you can come into these groups where you can share honestly and openly with each other with no kind of guilt or shame or baggage needed and I think that's really really key and I think that's that's the element of what what you know uh, God meant by true community mm-hmm. yeah where mm-hmm. where it's not a bunch of expectations and stuff but it's just a bunch of um People coming together, sharing a journey together, and seeing where God
0: takes And It really for us has been just a coffee, hasn't it? We haven't come mm-hmm. with a topic, and but mm-hmm. some of the richness of the conversations, the wisdom that's been shared has been amazing, and again, a lot of the motivation for us
1: getting together. That's today. what makes it real. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not. And for me, it was the not saying the fear of, but if it was a Bible study, I don't need another Bible study. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But for me, it was actually the genuine uh, conversation. Yeah, it's been. And props
3: it's, to you for doing it, Tim. That's no, been a cool year. I've
0: really enjoyed um, the company and the, the banter as well. As we kind of wrap up, keen just to get maybe final final few quick thoughts on um, this year, but also what you're looking forward to next year. I mean, are there any goals, dreams, a vision for next year personally um, on the business front, right?
1: Yeah, look, I guess my one's pretty simple, uh, there's, there's probably two, and, and it really centres around, I don't want to call it work-life balance, because we all struggle, and I know as much as I say that, <clears throat> you know, I'm always going to work hard, because that, that's just <laughs> in my DNA. I think the one is being more purposeful, and what I mean by that is, certainly on a personal home front, um, I've already booked in a couple of holidays for next year. Awesome. Uh, My kids won't probably listen to this, so I can say they're all getting backpacks for for Christmas, so we've we've booked in a couple of the big walks for next year. So it's just about being purposeful, um, about with your time when you're not at work. Yeah. Um, The second one is, look, I've got a, as I say, bought into this company. It's got a team of 30, there's a lot of need in months that team of 30. And as much as I am there to uh, make sure that this uh, insurance company is successful, um, I'm just prioritising with people and, and making sure that, you know, having some real conversations and again, putting what I said, I guess my second bullet point um, of, of just sort of, you know, what's my identity. If my identity is being a Christian that is actually an insurance leader, um, then be that Christian first to, to my staff and, and really trying to influence them uh, in a better way, because that influences their families and their generations. So really there's the work part, but it's all about people for me next year.
0: Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Sean.
2: Yeah, I think I like every year I have a theme, and my theme for next year is is going to be two words with God. I've lived most of my life uh, with Sean uh, leading, and that hasn't always uh, ended well. Um,
0: Just on that, I mean, you've been a Christian for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with a long
2: time, but often you you have. Particular A-type personalities that want to take over the wheel and be in control. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of and people want God to be with and not the other way around. Right? Yeah. and so the whole um, suffer or surrender thing that, that Ryan was talking about about just letting go and letting God. I think that's really important. And so my focus for for the year is if I could change the concept of being with God, how would that change my life? Very much John 15. You know, I am the vine; you are the branches. It's all about if I could live next year with God, where does He lead me? Where does He direct me? How do I see life different? How do I see my family different? How do I see church different? Maybe that's the lens I want to really push into and, and see where God takes me.
0: Amazing. Bringing God to the metaverse. So I imagine next year's got a lot of travel, a lot of different new clients. Um, it'd be really interesting to see how that tracks.
3: Love that. And finally, Sean, sure. Tim. I'm still laughing at the idea of bring God to the metaverse. That is a that's a topic for another. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost yeah, it's almost a movie. Um, I think whenever I look, whenever I think about what's happened and what's coming, I guess the, the whenever I look at um 2023, I see this as a year of building on all the incredible, if some often difficult things that have happened this year. Um, I really see it as a time to focus in on. Got, I've got a uh, second wonderful new child. I've got a now recovered wonderful wife. I've got um, uh, my partnership, etc., which which um, needs a lot of work. Obviously, but it's an incredibly enjoyable experience. And I've got my amazing team. The difference is instead of just surviving, I want to see that built. And whenever Ryan talked about uh, investing in the people, I think I really want to make sure that in what will be an interesting year, and I think there will be a lot of people who will have economic hardship in the year to come although I mean I think to a certain extent New Zealand might be more insulated from that than the rest of the world what I would say is that it's really going to be a year in which we can build into people build into relationships build into teams investments in business like really just strengthen what we've got and really and really help it to achieve I am confident in the fact that that kind of investment in the coming year <clears throat> will pay dividends in the next two or three yeah i'm really yeah. really confident on that and i think if, I, if this year has taught me anything i know what god can help me with like you know help me to survive essentially and i'm really confident then that that'll mean that i can take that relationship and build upon it too yeah see things
0: fantastic well i'm <coughs> looking forward to Catching up again in the new year. Hope you guys have an amazing summer. I know you've got some fun planned. Be out in the surf a little bit, Ryan. um, And what I would encourage anyone who's listening is that for 2023, uh, really make a decision to get good people around you that are going to be able to support you, listen, and um, provide perspective when you need it. it. It may be a challenging year, but we do have a God who cares about our businesses, about our professions, careers, and as you've heard, we can rely on him and his plans are always best. Thank you so much for listening. We will get this group back together um, later next year for another session and an update. Have a great rest of the year and Christmas. We'll catch you later.